Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. I'm Katrina Schwartz, and you're listening to Bay Curious, the podcast that answers your questions about the Bay Area. My name is Matthew Tuckner. I go by Tuck. And I'm born in Oakland, lived in the Bay Area most of my life, and have been living in Oakland for the last six or seven years now. Tuck was gardening one day, idly listening to one of his favorite podcasts, when the host mentioned a war fought on the Farallon Islands back during the gold rush. What the heck did I just hear? And how did I, who grew up in the Bay Area, love looking into the history of the Bay Area, had never heard of that in any way, shape, or form before... So he sent us this question. I'm very curious as to why there is a thing called the War of the Eggs. Today on the show, we're headed out to the Farallon Islands with poachers and roughnecks to find out why in the heck anyone would fight a war over eggs. I'm Katrina Schwartz, and this is Bay Curious. It's just a crazy story. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. To answer this week's question, we're bringing you an excerpt of a story produced by the Kitchen Sisters, Nikki Silva and Davia Nelson. When the egg pickers went in for the first time, they would smash every egg. That way they could be assured that the next day when they returned, every egg gathered would be fresh. The Kitchen Sisters present the Egg Wars. The Farallon Islands are probably the most forbidding piece of real estate to be found within the city limits of any city in the world. My name is Gary Camilla, journalist and author. The Farallons are part of San Francisco, but they're 28 miles outside the Golden Gate in extremely turbulent, dangerous seas. They rise right up out of the ocean where there's no reason for them to be. Originally, they used to be down in the Tehachapis, 
in Southern California near Bakersfield and have been grinding their way north on the Pacific Plate about a quarter of an inch a year, about as fast as your fingernail grows. Completely isolated, haunted by great white sharks, sea lions, and an enormous bird population. And it's all filled with talus and rubble, the skeletal quality to the Farallons, like San Francisco without its skin. The islands look like a piece of the moon that fell into the sea. My name is Mary Jane Schramm, Gulf of the Farallons National Marine Sanctuary. There really are no shores where you can land a small boat, except with great perils. My name's Peter Pyle, Farallon biologist. The island fills up with about a quarter of a million seabirds. Gulls, cormorants, murres, auklets, storm petrels. The largest seabird rookery in the contiguous United States. Suddenly, within a period of five years, between 1849 and 1854, hundreds and hundreds of people came west seeking gold. This incredible migration flooded into San Francisco. People from all over the world. It was a combination of casino, campground, dumping ground, and brothel. Early on, some shrewd 49ers began to realize that there was more money to be made in mining the miners than there was in mining the gold fields. Dozens of crude eating joints. They'd call them in, the gong would ring. Hundreds of voracious miners. Eggs was one of the foodstuffs that was in such short supply. It's a protein-hungry town. The few existing chickens in San Francisco had been utterly devoured, so people are foraging. I'm Ava Crisanti, illustrator and writer. After you wipe out all the bird nests on shore, then you go out to the Farallons. Doc Robinson was the first entrepreneur to begin the egg business. Robinson was a pharmacist. He sailed out to the Farallons and hauled back these mureggs, selling them to restaurants and grocery stores. Gathering the mureggs was tough, dirty, dangerous work. The murs laid their eggs up on these towering, steep cliffs higher than Knob Hill. Doc Robinson takes his brother-in-law, Orrin. They're able to poach $3,000 worth of eggs. He had no interest in going back. It was a hellish experience. This bizarre egg business that Robinson began helped kick off a egg rush. The common myrrh was the most sought after, most delectable of the eggs out there. Myrrh eggs are about twice as big as a chicken egg. My name is Keith Hansen. I illustrate birds. The white of the egg, when you fry it, it stays clear and gelatinous, and the yolk is deep reddish, very unappetizing to look at. My name is Peter White, author of The Farallon Islands, Sentinels of the Golden Gate. In 1851, six men formed the Pacific Egg Company. The company claimed exclusive rights to the islands. In May, when the birds first began to lay, the company would land 10 to 30 men on the island. They'd row in on these little rowboats, which itself was a test of stamina. The people that went out to gather the eggs were described as lowlife. The newspaper people seemed to have a prejudice against the 
Italians and Greeks that mostly made up the egg pickers. There they were, sending their men up to these sheer guano-stinking cliffs being attacked by swirling gulls. And these were roughneck guys, waterfront types, climbing up, pushing eggs into their special egg pockets. When the egg pickers went in for the first time, they would smash every egg. That way they could be assured that the next day when they returned, every egg gathered would be fresh. In the early 1850s, 500,000 eggs were gathered a year. The eggers started coming out about the same time the Lighthouse Society commissioned the first lighthouse at the Fairlands. They've got hundreds of these ships coming in in response to the gold rush, and a lot of them crashed on the Farallons. Being a lighthouse keeper in the Farallons was severely lonely, harsh duty. And then they had to contend with these raucous, aggressive eggers. Rival eggers would sail out and challenge them. One man in particular, David Batchelder, just kept showing up with his own bands of roughnecks. The Great Egg War of the Farallons took place just a few weeks before the Battle of Gettysburg. On June 3rd, 1863, three boatloads of heavily armed men came to the island, and they even had a cannon with them. The Chelder and 27 other armed men up here, the guys in the egg company yelled out to them, land at your peril. The Chelder said, I'll land, I'll go through hell. Then he and his men spent the rest of the night drinking. They got themselves into a aggressive, alcohol-fueled state. The egg company warned them. Then they opened fire. The guys in the rival boats returned fire. The first casualty was one of the egg company's employees, Edward Perkins, who was shot through the stomach and died. The guys in the boats, five of them got shot, and they were driven off. Finally, the federal government ruled all commercial eggers off of the islands. After that, any egging was done by the lighthouse keepers. Black market trading, trying to line their pockets with eggs. For decades, it was said that if you ate any baked goods in San Francisco, you were probably eating eggs. When chickens finally got established in Petaluma, that's what ended up doing in the whole mer-egg industry. The Farallons are now used by scientists who observe bird and animal life. They're tracking the recovery of these species. It's a robust population now, despite the best efforts of the Farallon egg gatherers. Big thanks to the Kitchen Sisters, Davia Nelson and Nikki Silva. You can find the rest of their story about the Farallon Islands, including what's being done to protect wildlife on the islands now, on their podcast, The Kitchen Sisters Present. And if you love Bay Curious, tell a friend or family member about the show. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to support what we do. Thanks for helping us out. Bay Curious is produced by Brendan Willard, Susie Racho, and me, Katrina Schwartz. Our show is a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. See you next week. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. 
Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks.